All right, check one, two. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Circle Brothers Podcast. This is RJ. This is Eric. And we are coming to you live from a kitchen. And that's all I'm about to say about that. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) this is the first run for the Circle Brothers Podcast. And welcome to everyone, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, dogs and pets of all ages. Uh, First things first, Eric, what are we going to do with this podcast, man? What's our first run for this? So our main goal for this podcast is to make you laugh your butt off because um, the topics that we're going to talk about are probably going to make you laugh. And then when we get into Star Wars, you're probably going to be angry and want to shoot somebody. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but we don't want you to shoot anyone. Not yet. No. <laughs> so the first thing, the first, uh, the first segment we're going to do is just check this out. This is about uh, something that's just come out, or like a piece of tech, or a video game, or something that RJ or myself thinks that we should have you check out. In this case, the first check this out is Red Dead Redemption Two, mm-hmm. which RJ, I'm telling you, you have to check out. And I'll tell you why you need to check this game out. Okay. okay. Did you play the first one? Uh, I have not. Oh, dude. I have not. But it will actually be on my list as soon as I actually get myself together as far as timing. Because I have been playing a number of other games. And I have not even gotten to Red Dead Redemption, the number one. So, And I just dropped it in his lap. <laughs> oh. That's the first Red Dead Redemption. And I will be going ahead and playing this. Now that it is dropped into, into my lap. Yeah. It literally dropped into my lap. So I will actually be playing this. And you'll probably be hearing it on podcast number two. <laughs> Definitely. So let me tell you what's cool about Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. You know, the first one is actually um, set after the events of the second one. So the second game is kind of like a prequel. Mm-hmm. In the first one, you're John Marsden. Um, and the second one, you're Arthur Morgan. Um, but you have a chance to see John Marsden and some of the other people that are in the gang mm. um, in, this, in the first Red Dead Redemption. Nice. But... That aside, when you play this game, I'm telling you, like, you are going to spend most of your time hunting and just meandering around, especially in the first game, Mm. um, because there's so much to do, so much better than Grand Theft Auto, in my opinion, just because uh, Grand Theft Auto has always been fast-paced, blah, Mm. blah, blah. This game is all about taking your time, and more so in the second one. Okay. So one of the things that... Um, and the second one that you can do, like say, uh, and, the, and the same thing goes for the first one too. So when you're when you're riding around on your horse, mm-hmm. uh, because you know there's no cars, um, people will randomly stop you and ask you, you know, um, things like uh, there's a lady who um, might have got dropped off somewhere and she's lost, and you have to take her back into town. Mm-hmm. Or uh, a guy will randomly say, hey, mister, can you help me? And then he robs you. Well, unless you're fast enough with your gun, turn on dead eye. And... Gotcha. Yeah. So, <laughs> tell you a story about what happened to me in the second one. Um, I uh, was walking. I mean, I was riding my horse. And this guy was lost. And he needed to get back to this town called Strawberry. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I told him I would help him get back to the town. 
And he was like, well, aren't you going to let me on the horse? Now, in this game, you have different options. You can antagonize somebody. You can be nice to someone. Okay. Right? So our, <laughs> when, when the guy asked me if he can get on my horse, I chose to antagonize the guy. Mm -hmm. And Arthur was like, you got two legs, don't you? <laughs> and he walked. And, and his other dude was kind of fat, so he was walking like Damon. Just, just you know, like that guy was it's great, man. Like that, that, that kind of stuff. And then, like, um, you know, obviously there's there's robberies and trains, like robbing trains and things like that. Yeah, it's great though. Um, cool. And so it sounds like, uh, as far as the storyline, you could actually kind of choose whether you want to be more of a hero or a villain. Is it kind of like Fable, where you actually yes, all your decisions are actually built upon one another. Yes. So in the first game, um, they started off the process that you can be um, more of an outlaw or you can be more of a good guy. Mm -hmm. um, the second one builds upon that a lot more and that um, the more you help people, the more people will open up to you. The more you, you know, hog tie people like I did to this one guy. Um, <laughs> All right, so listen. I had left my horse somewhere because I, I had to steal this oil. I had to steal this oil cart and hide it somewhere in the woods. Uh -huh. And I realized I didn't have my horse, um, and I couldn't call my horse. And so when I whistled for him, and he was like, ah, "Stupid horse," because he was too far away to hear the whistle. Yeah. So I started running, and I came upon this guy who was who was hunt who was hunting, and he was like, he was like, "Hey." Don't run through here. I'm trying to catch my dinner. And so I stopped. He was like, thanks. He was like, now, now don't, don't make any move. Don't make any sound. Don't make any moves. Because, you know, he was hunting. And um, the deer ran off that he was, he was tracking. And he kind of yelled at me. So I hogtied him. And then uh, he was like, he was like, are you going to let me go? Are you going you gonna to cut me loose? And I didn't. <laughs> I took his horse. So, uh... Uh, that's funny. But I let his horse go. I let his horse go. So, uh, but yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2, great game. Cool. Great, cool. great game. Cool. So, like I said, I'll actually be playing the first version of Red Dead Redemption and see what's going on with that, at least from my end. Uh, the games I have been playing so far is, uh, actually, I have a lot of my backlog. Uh, the first one I actually played was uh, Shadow of Mordor, Ooh. and I'm still not completely through with it. Um, kind of is, I, I want to say it's kind of grindy, but it, it's more like a therapeutic grindy, where if you're actually, I'm actually used to the, to the uh, role-playing games. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the role-playing games, I actually like the repetition. It kind of is like a wind down at the end of my day. You know, you hunt hunt the orcs, you kill the orcs. It's actually based off of the Lord of the Rings franchise, uh, for those who are not aware. So as I'm running around hunting orcs and hunting monsters and different things like that and exploring the world and starting to reclaim the certain areas, that those are the things that actually builds upon the actual, uh, the game itself. One of the dynamics that dynamics I actually like about it is when you actually go and take over certain territories because there's certain uh, there's a certain orc army that actually takes over certain territories, and if you kill them in a certain order, 
you can actually make those uh, areas actually vacant. Oh, wow. So the more orcs you kill, the more those areas can actually be vacant as long as you don't get beat by another orc. Because you can run across orcs randomly uh, when you actually uh, come across in the game. Mm -hmm. As you're running across uh, certain orcs, you can actually... uh, like I ran, a, I beat one major orc in the area and left the place vacant. Uh, in that area, I ran across another random orc and I actually got beacon, beaten. He actually snuck up behind me. He was like one of those poison ones, the ones that had the poison tips oh, as far geez. as the blades. And they actually got me from the back. And what I noticed is that when he actually beat me, he actually got promoted to captain in that area and his power level like skyrocketed. So oh, man, I, I thought, yeah, so it's one, that's the, one of the reasons why. It's a great game because it's not one of those you can hurry up, jump in, and get out. You literally do have to take your time with this game, and you cannot be beaten because it's very unforgiving. So it's so it's kind of like uh, Dark Souls. Oh, <laughs> so, so, brutal. So yeah, it, it's it's one of those. But I actually enjoy it, and that's one of the reasons why I haven't gotten through it as of yet. Um, the other things that I have on my docket. Um, I do have the sequel, I think it's called Shadow of War. I haven't even tapped into that yet. I wanted to actually get through Shadow of Mordor first. Uh, I also, too, I'm a big fan of the Assassin's Creed series. So the Assassin's Creed series is kind of similar. You have to go through your own grindy pace. You have to sneak Did into you get Odyssey. Uh, I have not because I still have the one before Odyssey. What was the one before? Origins. Origins. I haven't even started it yet because I haven't even had the, had the time yet. So that's next on my list to go ahead and play through outside of Red Dead Redemption. It's it's uh, Origins is fun. I was playing it nonstop until uh, God of War came out. Yeah. And then everything stopped. For a <laughs> um, great game. Um, it's a lot of fun. And then um, after that uh, was Spider-Man. Mm. And how did that look? Oh, Cause, cause my it, it looks amazing. Oh no! Okay, before you leave, mm. I'll boot it up so you can see this. All right. It is. It is. Uh, you won't want to leave. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so let's go to so, our yeah. next segment. Um, it's what in the world? This is where we're going to uh, talk about like something crazy. Like in this case, um, that foldable Samsung phone. Have you seen that? I have, when they were talking about the concept, and I think I've seen one at one of the electronic shows as far as uh, some of the videos, they, I saw the concept of it, but I never actually seen the final product one. So they actually showed it at their event, this their developers conference. Really? Yes. Hmm. Galaxy F folded. So in hmm. terms of the tech, I think it's pretty cool. Right. But my question is, why do you, why would you want a folded phone? What are you going to do with a folded phone that you like phones in normal size? Yes. Yeah. Old people like folded phones and then they don't accidentally like get online and text someone else. But it's still a touch screen. But still they can shut it instead of just putting it in their pocket. No, no, no. Even if you shut it, it's still a touch screen on the other side. See what I mean? This is this is what I'm talking about. And this- for our listeners, that was Christy. That's our local sponsor. <laughs> so that that's my thing. It's like I get that the the tech is great. I think it's I think it's honestly good that they're coming up with these displays. They're coming up with new ways to do it, and they had to actually create new 
uh, a new type of screen, mm -hmm. and they couldn't use glass, so they had to come up with a new way, a new uh, a new display screen. Okay. So, I mean, I think that's awesome, but then I'm looking at it thinking like, what the heck? Yeah. So that, yeah, it, it. As I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you know, it sounds great from when you're actually introducing like new things because us at least in america uh americans like new tech new gadgets so i'm curious to see if they're going to actually do anything more with it to try to m make it more appealing outside of it just folding because if it if it folds that's great but i'd imagine that's going to be the thing for the year and that's pretty much going to be it <laughs> unless they actually do something else to it and even then i am from the tech side of things, I'm looking forward to the first version of it because I want to see the things that go wrong with it. <laughs> oh, so, I already got yeah. jokes on this phone. <laughs> and, and, and and this is why. Oh, goodness. What we got? You know my money supposed to be folded, not rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be using Curtis for that all the time when that phone comes out. I have to. I have to. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So okay. So here's here's a question. Yeah. When it folds, does it fold on with leaving the uh, the the screen on the outside, or does it leave the screen on the inside? So when it opens up, it opens up like a book. So think of like an iPad, uh -huh. and you and on the on the other on the bottom side of the iPad is mm -hmm. a screen. Right. And then when you fold it in half. Um, the two the sides of the screen that's facing up mm -hmm. touch, and then you have a screen on the other side. So the continuity of it. So it's like hmm. if you if you um, if you're you're playing a game, yeah. and then you close the phone, mm -hmm. uh, then the game will go to the to the screen on the other side, uh, and then you can see it, it's smaller. Yeah. But then, like now, instead of this being this, it's seven inches. Mm -hmm. So instead of it being something that's seven inches and flat, now you have something that's half the size but double the thickness. Right. So you ain't putting that in your pocket. And if you do... But you'd be surprised who will. Yeah. And then we have the next problem of bumping breaking into stuff, oh, breaking. Gosh. And, of course, I, I'm predicting that it, as far as wear and tear is concerned, there's definitely going to be people with problems within the first year as far as the just tech side. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and that's going to be interesting as far as how do you get that repaired? How much is it going to cost to get it repaired? Oh, you don't. Just, <laughs> yeah. It ain't getting repaired. <laughs> and if it is, it's costing you an arm. I mean, it's already going to cost you an arm and a leg. How much is it going to run? They haven't they haven't mentioned price, but I know there's a that means it's gonna be expensive. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> there's already uh, a Chinese phone maker uh -huh. that that has already put one out, and I'm trying to find that. Uh, I think there's there's one that's like it's like two thousand dollars for the phone. Oh, so yeah, just not worth it. I mean, probably in the same sense that people think the iPhone XS Max is not worth it. Right. Christy. Um, <laughs> yet you're using an, a MacBook Air right now. I did. Again, not for our listeners, that's Christy, our local sponsor. <laughs> so this, this phone is priced, uh, the one that you can get currently is priced at $1,300 
and fourteen hundred dollars. They have two models: one hundred and twenty-eight gig mm. and two hundred fifty-six gigs. So again, like, wh- why would you want that? I don't know. Maybe if you have to have a phone that folds, mm. you know, you got to have the latest tech. I, myself included. Um, I don't know. This this one is just a. Eh, I don't like it. I don't, I don't right. think so. Now, on the flip side of things. I think in terms of mobile gaming, I think this may actually be a, a boost up for those who actually are in the mobile gaming and want the screen real estate to be able to do the mobile gaming type of thing. And that's just because, but then again, it, it, it's more convenient for those who actually like, you know, who's still doing the Pokemon Go. I don't know why you would do it, but again, no judgment to each his own. <laughs> so, uh, but for, uh, for um, I know that uh, um, there's another, another mobile game that's coming down, uh, Diablo, that's, that's probably going to eat up a lot of screen real estate. I'm, it's supposed to be a mobile game, but that's, I believe it's through Blizzard. Uh, but when that comes out, I'm pretty sure screen real estate is going to actually matter and probably a few other ones, too, because I imagine Nintendo is still trying to work its way into the mobile space, too, as far as gaming. Well, OK, yeah. so you mentioned that. But so I have a Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. and if I'm going to play a game on the go, mm-hmm. I'd rather play it on that mm-hmm. than I would on my phone, because you ha- not only do you have the ability to play solo, mm-hmm. but you can detach the Joy-Cons Mm-hmm. And play with other people. So right. there, you could play two-player games right then and there. Right. Right on the switch. Right. But then on your cell phone, you can't do that. So true. I don't know. Plus, the Nintendo Switch is like three hundred bucks, and yeah. that phone. And, and that phone. Yeah, and there's like some other there's some other gaming phone that's like a thousand dollars. Come on, man. No, that's not right. like I don't know. Right. 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 That's a what in the world right there. Like, so why are you going to spend all that money for like a year on your phone? And how much was it again? Just to recap. Oh, so um, this is for the foldable phone. The 128 gig model is $1,300. The 256 gig model is uh, $1,469. Wow, it's up there. So yeah, so that goes beyond, for, for those kids and out there listening, all you Fortnite players on playing it on mobile, this is not for you. <laughs> this is outside of your price bracket. Right. So, yeah. So, this is uh, what in the world for this one. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm confused, but. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. for our last segment, this is the main segment. This is where things are probably going to get dicey. Um, but, uh, for this topic, we're going to talk about um, how the X-Men and Fantastic Four will be folded into the MCU and the future of the MCU. Hmm. Interesting. So, this is my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is what I think is going to happen. Um, I think that after the events of Avengers, after the events of Infinity War, um, they... And then also Ant Man and Wasp. And if you haven't seen those, spoiler alert, because I'm gonna I'm gonna go over some stuff. If you haven't seen it, you need to. Right. Um, but remember, an Ant Man and Wasp when um, when uh, gosh, what's his name? Um, Hank. He, yes, when he went into when he went into the uh, into the microverse. Right. And he was going after Janet, and she said that she has changed, mm-hmm. and being in being in being in there changed her, and she had powers. 
I think that is one of the ways that they kind of bring in this whole idea of mutation mm-hmm. um, because of the, the radiation levels that she might have faced within the, that's the quantum realm, within the quantum realm right. or something else that caused that change. Um, but I also think that by them going into the quantum realm at the end of the movie, she told Scott, you know, watch out. There's all kinds of time rips and all these things. You never know. You might end up in an alternate universe. Right. I think the alternate universe is where they bring in the X-Men. Hmm. Interesting. That would actually be awesome if they actually did it that way. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think there, if there was anything else on there. Because there, that actually, I imagine them probably using that to go ahead and open up the doors to other things. I do agree with that. Um and other aspects too, as far as another lane, I wouldn't mind uh, a Doctor Strange actually trying to open up a door too. But then again, they were mentioning a, a few ways that some of his powers were actually tapped into some of the microverse. Because when in the Doctor Strange movie, of course, spoilers, uh, when he's going through his first uh, scene where the uh, the Ancient One was trying to display to him the powers, uh, touched him on his head. He had a very, very trippy experience, for lack of a better word, and went through literally <laughs> a million different worlds, literally in a matter of a few minutes. Yes. Uh, one of those worlds actually was the uh, microver- microverse that it actually went through, but it went through literally like in a few seconds amongst all the other ones that were actually rolled together. Um, and you can actually kind of tell because there's a certain... Uh, ambiance of certain colors and certain things that actually kind of dictate which worlds we're actually going to and right, some of the right, creatures right. that were actually rolling around in there. Some of those creatures actually showed up in Ant-Man when Scott actually shrunk down the first time and started walking through. Some of those creatures were still there. Yep. So that's actually kind of showing the connection for those who actually were looking close enough. Uh, in any in any rate, I would like to see some type of um, connection with the Doctor Strange to be able to tie that in. Uh, there was one. Um, I give credit to uh, uh, to one of the uh, YouTube YouTubers, uh, Emergency Awesome. Oh, yes, one, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. Uh, one of the things he actually pointed out too, which is actually really cool, is that um, a good way to introduce it would actually be uh, through the mysticism era and trying trying to tie in the mysticism and the science. Ooh, okay. Because if you tie in the mysticism and the science together and trying to find a way to connect them, like the quantum realm, mm-hmm. which would which is technically um, which is technically science, and at the same time, it, in order to get there, you also have to use some of the mysticism. That's why I mentioned Doctor Strange before. You can actually combine the two and actually include Doctor Doom because he's a man of <laughs> okay, science. Okay, 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 okay. So now, 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 you're, now you're speaking to what I want. Okay, right, so yeah. if you um, if you bring in Doctor Strange um, and Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other YouTubers, um, Nerdist has said this, um, what's another one that I watched, and they, uh, I know his name is Eric also, I can't think of the name of his channel, but he mentioned this too. Yeah. It's saying that, you know, they've done enough with Doctor Doom and the other Fantastic Four movies mm-hmm. and stuff. Just already have him full on Doctor Doom, mm-hmm. don't have him do this other stuff, but don't make him a villain per se keep him kind of you know like him and dr strange have a rift because of the whole the mystical arts and science stuff and then that's how like you kind of bring in um reed richards Mm -hmm. now 
however they do that, that would be great. But what my another thought I would have about folding in, um, folding in the X Men, and this this I told to one of my coworkers, and I think this is one of the best ideas. Um, you have in the next in the next uh, Avengers movie, you already put Reed Richards in there, where he's talking to Tony Stark, and he's talking to um, to uh, to T'Challa's sister, yeah, and Shiri. yeah, Shiri, and they're they're you know the, the greatest minds, um, probably throwing uh, Banner in there too, and you know they're they're they they know there's another alien ship, mm-hmm. and uh, Reed Richards is like, hey, I want to go out to this ship and uh, and inspect this anomaly that this ship is is looking at as well, right? So. Uh, Reed Richards goes out to inspect the ship, and um, the ship brings him on, and that ship is a Shi'ar ship. Okay. So he goes into the Shi'ar ship, Mm -hmm. and in the Shi'ar ship, he talks to Lalandra. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Lalandra's like, you know, hello, human. And she's like, how do you know I'm human? She's like, oh, no, we've already come in contact with your people. Right. Well, who have you come in contact with? Right. And she's walking him through the bridge. She's like, oh, um, he's one of your more special humans. We gave him some technology Mm. uh, so as to hide himself and his kind from you. Mm. And you open up the door to the bridge, and there, uh, there sitting in his chair, looking out over the bridge, is a bald man. Nice. And the bald man turns around. Hello, Richard. And uh, hello, Reed. And then um, and he's like, <gasps> as Professor X, bam! There you add Professor X. You add the Shi'ar. That way, you don't have this crazy thing where Magneto, where Magneto built uh, Cerebro, which is stupid. Do it right. Have the Shi'ar build Cerebro, right? And have that technology helped cloak all the mutants mm. with the help of Professor X. But the events of Infinity War mm-hmm. cause some of the mutants to die off. Mm-hmm. And so Professor X is trying to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. He could trust the he could trust the Shi'ar, but he can't trust the Avengers. So Okay. And then uh, then you can right. kinda have And then you can slide in some different storylines like Avengers versus X Men. Yes. 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 And yes. Uh, it's, it, then well well, they if they wanted to revisit Thor, the 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 way that they've done Thor so far, they technically could because oh yeah, Thor as far as the storyline in Thor, Ragnarok is basically destroyed. Uh, Isengard, uh, basically everything's wiped out. But the whole point of Ragnarok is that um, Isengard actually gets destroyed and gets rebuilt again. Mm-hmm. So once everything gets rebuilt again, Thor is now. It's either Thor is going to be the leader of. Uh, of Isengard, or it's actually going to be his dad, whether the dad gets resurrected. I don't think they're actually going to resurrect the dad. They still want to keep uh, Thor there. It would actually make more sense to just keep Thor there and just have him as the leader and just have him come and go to help the adventure stuff as needed. So do you think that uh, they... uh, What's that one guy who looks like Thor but is not Thor? Um, Not the current one. That's... that's, uh, No, 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 no. Um, he's, He's a lizard. He's a lizard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
Let's see. He is a lizard. Oh, Beta Ray Bill. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, because I, I was actually kind of mad that they didn't actually bring that up in uh, Ragnarok. Because they actually had some uh, some Easter eggs with him actually there. Because they actually had, uh, uh, in one of the scenes, again, another spoiler, uh, in Thor Ragnarok, where um, the Hulk was actually going through different things. Was it Hulk? Yeah. Yeah, so Hulk, Hulk and he was, was on, on the tower. Right, he was on the tower. They had um, a list of champions, a tower of champions, where they actually had their statues, and Better Ray Bill was one of the statues. Mm-hmm. So it, it's pretty dope that they actually put that in there as an Easter egg, and I was kind of disappointed that they didn't actually go into that. But at the same time, I, I think they were just trying to wrap up things and basically trying to do an in cap for their for Hulk without actually giving them a movie, right? For obvious reasons, because he's actually owned by Universal, and Universal is playing close to the chest. Which kind of brings me into the question of Namor, because Namor is an X-Men and he's owned by Universal. So I'm not sure if they're actually going to be even looking at him, especially since DC is actually doing Aquaman. So I don't know if they're actually going to do Namor or not. I I don't know. I would like to see it. I've heard that for Black Panther 2, Mm -hmm. that the reason why they're not... like they're not rushing Black Panther 2 right. is because of the deals that they're trying to put in place. Obviously, the 20th Century Fox deal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the one for, the one where they do get to use Namor. Oh. So Namor is going to be oh. Namor is going to be one of the villains of Black Panther. Right. But another villain mm-hmm. is going to be his, his well, in the comics, one of his wives. Right. So, because her her country was next to his mm-hmm. before they've had Aurora Monroe as like Egyptian, mm-hmm. and you know, so they've kind of retconned her her origin story so many times. Right. But if they do it this way, mm-hmm. oh, I'm all I'm all about that. I'd That'd love nice. to see her get mad at T'Challa for not helping their country. When they were going through problems, right, and uh, the second movie about him learning how to be king and dealing with that, right. but then uh, not falling in love with uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character, even right. though you know she she was great. Now I'm gonna see him with Storm because that's <laughs> that's what it is. And right. then have him go off and have Shuri be Black Panther, huh. or have Shuri be Ironheart. Either one, I'm cool with. <laughs> I don't know if they'll actually go that far with her. I'm I'm seeing if they're gonna be, basically do Ironheart. Uh, I'm thinking they may introduce another character. Which again, because it seems like the whole next wave of Avengers and and all that is trying to set up new storylines for new people and trying to bring new people in, so that way they don't have to constantly rely on the Chris Hemsworth and the you know uh, uh, who was the other guy for Tony Stark. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So, so yeah. So well. well so right. here's the thing. Yeah. Um, and I. So you watched the trailer for Captain Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so you, there was one clip in that trailer where she goes to uh, Monica Rambeau's house, and her daughter's there, mm-hmm. and she is like, "I'm not who you think I am." But this take place in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So that means her daughter now is an adult. Right. 
<laughs> and if they do X-Men correctly, again, this is all theoretical, and I'm hoping they do this right, I'm hoping that they take... They create the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants first. Properly, please. Yeah. So hear me out. Hear me <laughs> right, out on right, this. Right. So you, you establish Captain Marvel, right? Mm. And then, and then after her second movie, um, you you introduce. Yeah. Maybe you've introduced um, Professor X. Mm-hmm. Introduce a couple of different X Men characters. Do villains first because it's always easier to have them established. Right, and don't rush the villains part, please. Right. <laughs> so then, with Mystique, you have Mystique, the real Mystique, not the the crappy one that they've had for the last two different kind of X Men <laughs> movies because it's been horrible. Do 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 her justice this time. Have Mystique not not be a blonde. Have her be her blue self. Right. And have her find. Um, Marie, Amber is it Marie? Was her name Marie? Uh, Rogue. Wouldn't it Rogue. Anne- yes, Marie. Yeah. Have her find Anne Marie and realize that she has this power. Mm-hmm. But then now Captain Marvel's known because of what happened, what they reversed in this new Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. So she wants to take that power mm-hmm. and then have Rogue try to take Carol Danvers' powers. Mm, and okay. that's how she becomes rogue. Mm-hmm. And then the X-Men want to fight her and realize, whoa, we have this problem because now you have the real Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. You have you have Magneto. You have Mystique. You have Rogue. Mm-hmm. You know, add, add in, you know, whoever else if you need to do that. Right. But then you've already introduced Monica Rambeau and have her daughter take over as mm-hmm. Captain Marvel like she did in the comics. So, I mean, you got all these different storylines and all these different directions that they can go. And, right. and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't. This is like the best time to be alive <laughs> for comic book fans. We, Absolutely. I love it, man. I mean, this is awesome. Uh, it, we don't, when we were younger, we didn't actually have any of this stuff. So, no. <laughs> so, I mean, so this is the reason why we're actually kind of like talking about this at length because literally, it's literally a part of our childhood. So, it's, it's great to be able to see all these different storylines and different characters and. Uh, the fleshing out of their characters come out from off the pages and actually come on screen. So that's actually a wonderful thing for us to be able to see and for other people to be able to appreciate. So, because not everybody can actually go to a comic book store. A lot of comic book stores are actually diminishing and haven't had a lot of trap foot traffic in general. But just to be able to carry about the storylines, the storylines is what always gets me. Good stories always get me. So, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure everybody else is actually feeling pretty much the same way. So with that, we're going to go ahead and bring uh, the Circle Brothers episode to a close, unless you had anything else going. Nah, bro. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So if you like this, uh, go ahead and like, share, subscribe. Go ahead and spread this around to your family, friends, and, of course, pets of all ages, like I stated before. Uh, my name is RJ. Dessert. And this is Circle Brothers, and we'll be hollering at y'all a little bit later. All Peace. Right. All right.